This is a HeadGum Podcast. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This comment comes from Gabby T 28 She writes, her podcast is hilarious and helpful all in one. Yeah, believe it. Just listen to it. Don't ask questions. Whisper voice, just do it. I love this subtle and secretive homage to Nike, but I also love asking questions to a podcast. <laughs> also hilarious and helpful are the only two adjectives I want to be described with from this point forward. Two, three, four. If you're looking for advice from a real girl who might not have the answers, but goddamn she'll try just a tip, then you'll be on your way. With Meg and Batum. Welcome to Just a Tip Advice <laughs> Podcast, hosted by me, Megan Batoon. I just had a cookie and will be regretting it for days to come, so that's why I have a friend here to help me help you. Marty! Hi. You're here. That's right. You're also one of the co-founders of HeadGum, where we are right now. That's right. That's cool. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's been fun. That's an accomplishment. Have you ever, like, second-guessed yourself? To be doing this? Like creating a company. Oh, I mean, yeah, sure. It's, Every it's, day of my life. <laughs> it's been very rewarding, but very challenging. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you get it if anybody gets it. I do get it. Do you feel like there's no going back? Oh, wow. That's coming from a place of you. <laughs> <laughs> You've been but doing it for how much longer than me? Like double at least. So, like but, what, having my own company? Yeah. I mean, I guess it is. it does feel like a bit, but I mean like... Where where you are now, going back would is not an option. Do you ever feel like that? You're like, I could never quit my job and then like, I don't know, do anything else. <laughs> like I feel like I have to do this for the rest of my life or something similar to it or else I won't live the life that I have loved to live right now. I do feel that way sometimes. It'd be very hard to go back into, I guess, quote unquote, the real world. Right. Because right now we've created something that's ours. And then to have to go back into something that is dictated by others is uh, can be a daunting idea. But yeah. I think that we built this company knowing that eventually we would keep growing it to the point where there would be more structure than there is uh, when we started. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I think we're getting more and more used to the idea that it's become something bigger than we ever thought, which is really exciting. And now we have to kind of embrace a lot of what we're talking about, like the the idea of having more structure and like more people around us. Yeah. But that's nice having like a family. I've had family <laughs> and I have family. But sometimes I feel like there's like the community, you know, like different people in, in small <laughs> schools. What do they call it when people are in groups of people? Groups uh, of people? Yeah, yeah. Like schools groups. of fish? Yeah, groups, groups of people? Yeah. <laughs> but like you guys have curated such a fun environment where people like me want to come in and be a part of something that like if it weren't for groups of people like this or environments like this I, I would feel pretty alone 
Yeah, I mean, it's 100% our creators that make it fun. That's Aww. why, well, not, well, okay. Not me? Well, <laughs> no, it is. It's all of our creators are like, obviously, honestly, just the best part about what we do. And that's why we've been so successful. I mean, we have a lot of good people on the team internally, but really it's everyone that's listening that makes this work. So yeah. it's all dependent on the audiences of people like you. So it's really been a lot of fun to bring on new people like yourself and so many others that have come on over the last four years. Um, it's it's really exciting and, and it's always provides for a good time for everyone. That's nice. Yeah. That's, you can't say that a lot of times. Uh, you never know when a bad, that's what I, you know, when you wake up and you don't know if it's going to be a bad day yet or a good day, and the day happens. Yesterday, here's my example. Yesterday was a normal day. In the beginning of the day, it was normal. Everything happened as it should. And then 9 p.m. rolls around, and my life has changed forever. <laughs> do, do you think that you have to wake up and know what it's going to be? No, which is so exciting, but this is what I, my point is, like, I lived the day normally, but then at 9 p.m. something happened that I will remember for the rest of my entire life, and it's funny that, like, I had no idea that was going to happen in the morning, but now that day is burned into my memory of laughter, and let me just paint, uh, paint a picture for you, I guess. It's going to be very uncomfortable for some people. <laughs> Please do. But, so, okay, I don't like spicy food is where we're beginning this. And uh, I ordered food from Postmates, and it came, it was Mexican food. It came with like a chopped cayenne pepper slices on the top. And it didn't tell me in the description that they would have cayenne pepper slices. And so I was like, ah, annoying, but like, whatever. Okay, and I pick them off, ding, 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 ding. Okay, then I'm watching TV for a while, and then I'm like, ah, I gotta change my tampon. Sorry, this is gross. So I go upstairs, change my tampon, but I had forgotten to wash my hands before I did this. So I still had remnant of the, like, the, what makes peppers hot. And I thought I was dying. I instantly, like, this is so uncomfortable what I got to tell you because I will never forget this day. I went immediately to the sink and I wet a paper towel and I was like, okay, relief for a little bit. And then I was like, it's not going away. What do I do? And then so I start running around the house trying to find, like, something else. Milk. And well, I Googled this, and apparently you're not supposed to put milk down there. Because, I mean, apparently you're not supposed to put a lot of stuff down there. <laughs> Especially peppers. <laughs> and so I end up going upstairs, and uh, I end up just, like, telling myself that this is going to last forever. So maybe I could use, like, some N NLP, like, ex exercises that I've done before to be like, oh, this is just a mental game. Know that this is going to happen forever, and then it'll become a more dull pain because you just know that you have to live with it. And then I was like, okay, I can do this. And then it was burning off. And so, like, I went and I put some like anti itch cream on it, and then that wasn't working. And then I ended up like drawing a bath and sitting in the bathtub for a while. And then I was like, Googling, like, why is this happening to me? And then <laughs> that was my Google search it's just, why is this happening to me? <laughs> and then it was so funny because I was like, I don't think I can ever leave this bathtub and I'm gonna have to sleep in here like one of those cogs from Minority Report you know just like halfway in the water like laying down I was like this is my life now like Minority Report 2 filming here <laughs> starting tomorrow it's hard for me to relate to that story but I, <laughs> <laughs> I do like Mexican food <laughs> you piqued my interest at the beginning <laughs> well I also like spicy food I can't and I nothing no part of me 
can like spicy food. But you went into Mexican knowing that you don't like spicy food? Well, the Mexican food doesn't mean it's going to be spicy. But isn't that the best part? No. Oh, is the, the cheese then? It was the, is the little corn that they have, the elote. Is that it was the it chips? Street corn? Is it the crunchy? Mm-hmm. It's all of it aside from the spicy. <laughs> so that was my day yesterday. <laughs> and my life will never be different. I don't know why I said this whole thing. So I was under the impression that you had to start your day either knowing that it was going to be good or bad. But now you're saying that this day ended horrifically. <laughs> no, horrifically funny. Okay. Because I'll never forget it. No, my whole so thing. So you've recovered. Yeah, for the most part. Half of me has. <laughs> the mental half will never You'll just recover. never eat Mexican again. I'm never having something spicy, and I'm always going to wash my hands. <laughs> I guess PSA one part for I everyone out there, please wash your hands once a day. I wash my hands. I just forgot after I ate that. You should always wash your hands. All the time? Uh, you would have prune hands if you wash your hands all the time. I guess this is like if I guess I wash my hands after the bathroom. So there really wasn't a way to right. truly avoid this. Because yes, I'm trying to think in my head if, if this has ever happened to me. Like, because I mean, it's like the well, same you... type of process. But I'm like, I don't think I've ever gone through where I'm just like, I can't alter the situation to the point where I just don't know how to handle it. I'm just telling myself through messages <laughs> that I have to deal with it forever. <laughs> That's how. It sounds like depression, but it's just (laughs) spicy food. (laughs) The same to me. One in the same, Marty. Mm. I felt like it was, this is how I lived my life. Have you ever seen those uh, people on on the internet that like have the hiccups forever? Uh, Yeah, that's terrifying to me. For eternity. Every time I have a hiccup, I think this might be it. Is that real? Yeah. No, the internet. Is the internet real? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think. Very good. Anyway, this is not a podcast about the... Well, I guess it is kind of the internet. It's not a podcast about how burned I am down inside. It is an advice podcast where people send us questions and we do our best to give our advice on it. Well, people want my advice? People want advice. And we're just people saying... People are getting it. Willy-nilly like whoever's not. here. Right, cool. <laughs> um, so let's try. I'm interested. I'm interested. You mentioned Mexican once, and now I'm good for life. Yeah. <laughs> is there Mexican on the way? There's Mexican coming. What's your favorite Mexican food? Besides Taco Bell? <laughs> okay. <laughs> what happened? What's your go-to Taco your Bell order? Your face shrunk. <laughs> My face shrunk. You know, <laughs> is Taco Bell Mexican? Is uh, the first question. Yeah, of course it is. Oh, What do you mean, of course? Well, I mean... As much as McDonald's is American food. <gasps> you have a point. Right? Like what is, I mean, it's, of course it's Mexican. Okay, well, you don't have to say of course like that. Well, there are certain locations that are combination Taco Bell KFC, in which case they, they play in a lot of different fields. But I think that a, a classic Taco Bell with only classic. You, you look at look at the one in Vegas. It's called a cantina. It's Taco Bell cantina. That's well, a Spanish word. <laughs> what? <laughs> what does cantina mean to you? Uh, cantina is like, a, it means... It's like a, a bar in Spanish. It's like a cantina. Taco Bell is not a bar. This is so... No, the one in Vegas has a bar. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's the best. It's heaven on earth. Um, what? You, you don't okay. want a margarita with your Taco Bell? My thing is just like Taco Bell, everything tastes the same. They have five ingredients and they just slosh them into different yeah, items and then it's just one big mess. Yeah, it's perfect, 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 and perfect. Those All mixed together in every single thing. Then why do I feel so unperfect after I eat it? Oh, well... <laughs> I, <can't. laughs> okay. I don't have advice for that. 
All right, we'll put a pin on that one. Here goes cue number one. My mom has planned out my entire love life. I'm not allowed to date until I've graduated college and established my career. And even after that, my mom wants to choose who I date. She thinks that doing things this way will limit the chances of divorce. However, I'm scared that if she chooses my partner, our marriage would be a loveless one. My parents went through the same thing, and even though they are happy, their relationship is more like a best friend's relationship, not a romantic one. But if I don't listen to her and go on a date on my own, I'm scared that I will never find someone who's compatible with me. Should I listen to my parents, or should I go with my own path? From a realistic romantic. Before we even start, the other day... The other day, someone asked a question and another person responded with, I'm a realist. And it was the saddest because the question was about romance. And they're like, I'm a realist. And I was like, my heart is hurting for anyone that calls himself a realist with romance. Well, yeah, romance isn't real. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. In concept, the idea of romance and like romantic things are... Uh, fabricated in the mind to be bigger and better than they are in real life, right? Isn't that what romance is all about? Is that? Is that the definition of romance? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know what a cantina is. <laughs> I don't know what romance is. I mean, what you see, like romance, I guess in my mind is like what you see in movies. And that yeah. seems to be something that is fabricated by Hollywood and not necessarily something that translates well in real life. Yeah, it even is. Pra- there's so many things in movies that just don't even really play out practically in real life. Yeah, The Matrix. To... I've seen it. <laughs> the Truman Show. That mo- that movie is super romantic, by the way. The Matrix? Yeah. Well, I didn't finish it. So what happens at the you end? You didn't finish one, two, or three. Ooh, here Ellie. we go. <laughs> um, the first one. The first one was really good, but there's like this whole, you know, uh, by story of the love life between, or the love story between uh, Neo and, oh, people are going to hate me for not knowing... I don't know how many people are Matrix enthusiasts that are listening to Just a Tip. <laughs> well, they should be. <laughs> it's a great movie. I, I tried to watch it again, and I got so dismembered by... That's not the right word. I don't know. You, you fell apart? <laughs> oh, yeah. So it is the right word. <laughs> um, in the back seat, they take uh, like a scorpion out of the stomach. It's like in the one of the first 10 minutes. And the, it's even before Red Pill, Blue Pill bit. Right, because t- it's like a tracking device or something that they're taking out of his belly button. Yeah, but like, like, why is it a scorpion? Oh, because it's the future. <laughs> it's a robot scorpion. You didn't mention that part. It might be because your head fell off because you were dismembered. <laughs> the movie is so crazy to me, I couldn't even finish it. What happens in The Matrix? Well, I don't even know if it really matters what happens in The Matrix. It's like the art of the visuals in The Matrix that were revolutionary. Oh. So it was like the whole stop motion and the 360 spins. There's and the stop motion? Can. In the Matrix? No, well, they like, I don't know. I'm not a director. <laughs> per se. Which is weird because <laughs> I look like one. You do. But you look, if you walked into here, I'd be like. That guy's a director. Of course. Well, I, it's because I always carry a, a camera on my shoulder. <laughs> and one of those scissor boards that says act one. I love a scissor board. Is that not what it's called? I think it's called a clapboard. But why? You would it know. doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway. I think it was more about like uh, the way that they filmed the movie was new and fresh and people really liked that. Because then they went to film two and it was kind of (gasps) trash because it came out years later and everyone was trying to do, like everyone was catching up. And so Mm. then the story just wasn't that good for two. So there's romance in The Matrix. Yeah. There's like this love story between the two main characters. Well, between the man and the woman who are the main characters. I just thought there was backbends. Oh, yeah. That's part of the revolutionary filming. The (laughs) backbends. A lot of training for those. Yeah. Uh, 
whoa, where did we come from and where oh, are we going? You were you asked a question and then you said, wait a second, I want to talk about the Matrix because this is a Matrix <laughs> podcast. And I said, that's crazy. You told me it was an advice podcast. Uh, I had a thought on the question immediately, but she kind of sort of went into it, which was like, we need to know more about your parents. Because in my mind, I was like, this this mom is super young and she's divorced. And that's like where she's coming out of all this um, concern. But then right. we find out she's probably neither. She's happily married, well, as a, to a best friend, which mm -hmm. is a nice place to be. Yeah. Uh, which is funny, right? This is a funny thing because the way that you read it, I don't know, and I'm sure this is just because of the context of the question is like, she, the the girl almost feels like she doesn't like her parents' marriage because they're best friends, and that's probably because romance right. is something that's fabricated. And this girl who's younger is like, I know that romance on TV is because these parents love each other and they're all lovey-dovey and kissing each other. When in reality, if you're married to your best friend, mm -hmm. that's like 100% success. Yes, that's what I've been told, is marry your best friend for sure. Also- <laughs> That's not what you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do want that. But I think that maybe the romantic part is in the beginning. I mean, there's always like spouts of romance in a in a healthy relationship, but maybe the person writing in missed all those romantic parts of like how they met, how they got engaged. All of that stuff is opportunity for a romance, but maybe they're just not seeing it and they're just seeing the- Maybe their best friendship is the result of being so romantic in the beginning. And now this is how it is. And this is like the end goal. You should be your best friend with your... You should be married to your best friend. Right. Well, it's certainly one way to go about it that would be kind of optimal, I think. Choosing a person for someone else is crazy, though. Oh, the, the, so this is why I uh, like immediately reacted the way I did, which was like, this mom must be super young and divorced and like she doesn't want the same thing for her child. So she's being overprotective. Right. Because that's what that feels like to me. But now, I mean, knowing everything else that we know, uh, this is extremely overbearing. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, you can't have this happen. Yeah. I would, um, sorry, go back through, where is she in her life? She's like waiting to get a job? or She's she in college, and so until she graduates and established her career, which is like two very separate things, like after you graduate college, you're probably not gonna establish your career for another 10 years, like you can't. Unless you're like an accountant or something. Right, 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 right. yeah, I mean, there's a thing where parents have to approve of who you date, but choosing the person in general. Do they? I mean. I think we should back up again. To a certain extent, yeah. Your parents uh, have their own experiences, and everyone gets to have their own experiences. So, <laughs> Mom and Dad, I hope you're listening. <laughs> you know my mom will be listening to this. <laughs> She's my number one fan. I love it. Uh, she, I think that parents are there to help guide children and help them make the correct decisions, but there are certain things like love that really can only be uh, taught through experience in your own personal experiences. Um, so d as this woman is stating that she's in college, that feels to me like she's in a place where she can be experiencing love on her own at this point. Absolutely. But my thing is once you say that this girl graduates, establishes her, her career, figures out her love for herself, and then wants to get married, then at some point she's going to have to, or the husband will have, husband or wife will have to ask parents for their hand in marriage, right? Or is that just something so archaic that no one does anymore? I don't. Oh, that's a great question. I am so far removed from that thought, but <laughs> I think that it is something that you do now as a notification and not a question. <gasps> uh. Just going to let you know the girl is mine. 
Mm, that's a really poor way of wording it. <laughs> More like, hey, I just want to let you guys know that I'm preparing to propose. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm thinking about doing it around this timing, hoping that you guys can be available for to celebrate after. Whoa, that's ballsy. It gives no room for notes. Like you wouldn't even be like, I'm preparing to propose to your daughter. Um, can I have your blessing? Or I'm hoping to have your blessing. To be honest, I've never done it. <laughs> so I don't know how to go. I think there's a lot. I would hope that here's where my head is at. It's that by this point, you've established a relationship and a rapport with your significant other's parents to the point where approaching them with that kind of conversation isn't out of the blue yeah. or abrasive. It's more like, oh, it's about time, Marty. True. But what happens if the parents don't like the boy? Well, then, and he's and he has like there are those situations for sure. Like there are p- definitely relationships that I'm aware of where you don't like the significant other's parents, and I assume that they don't like you either because of that. Sad. Uh, I think, but that, it happens often. I mean, that's the yeah. whole trip of like my in-laws. Like that's a whole thing. That is a whole thing. And I'm trying to think of a specific instance, but I think you just uh, you still do what I'm saying, but you just continue <laughs> forward and you just. <laughs> live your life because if you really care about somebody to the point where you feel like you can't live without them yeah are you not just gonna avoid i mean you can just avoid their parents for sure if i were this person i feel like i would say i'm gonna do my own thing i'm gonna find people that i want to date but not against anybody that you want to put in the deck right wait the mom wants to provide options (laughs) yeah it says here again is this mom 16 as well honestly i don't have numbers for you (laughs) Safe to assume she's not. Yeah, she's saying that her mom is going to choose who she should date just because she doesn't want her to them to get divorced. So not like provide options, but may just have a say in what works and what doesn't. Yeah, but they said choose, which is kind of like picking versus approving or denying. This is where I don't understand. Like we're gonna. It's very obvious that this mom is is not (laughs) coming from a place of. that we're used to as a, the, the kindest way of saying it. Like this seems so uh, foreign to me, but giving you advice on this is also coming from a place that's foreign to me because I don't have never experienced it. But it seems like you should just say no. But how in this, if I was this girl, I would feel like I can't say no to my mom because of how integral of a part of her life she is based on this question. Yeah, of course, especially if she's living at her house when she's still in college. It's like if you're under your mom's roof, you're under her rules too. So it may be that. Oh, do we know that? They're living, she lives there? We don't. Okay. <laughs> we so know you don't know numbers. Nothing. You don't know anything else that that's you just right. said either. You're uh-huh. just assuming. That's right. Okay, that's what I was doing too. <laughs> yeah. We, so the answer is run. Neither of us can relate fully to this, but can you relate to having dated someone that your parents don't like? No, because my parents are way too nice. They like Aww. everything that I do, which is nauseating to a point. But they do support me and everything. Uh, I think if if I dated someone they really didn't like, um, they wouldn't say that they're like against it. They would just uh, probably not support me as heavily. If, I don't even know how to put that into um, like a physical or conceptual means. It's just I would know. Yeah, they just like wouldn't weigh you up with a silver platter of everything you could ever need. <laughs> That's right. I they grew up on be... a silver platter. <laughs> you what? I grew up on a silver platter. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Big platters. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, no, yeah, I think I, I think that it would be hard for me to associate myself with the situation based yeah. on how I grew up. How about you? Did you? Was this something that you were? 
I mean, I'm sure my parents hated a few people I've dated, but they also, like, I think a good parent, I mean, I don't know anything about parenting, but, like, I don't know if it's the same for anyone listening, but when my parents knew I was dating someone bad, they never said anything to me and let me figure it out on my own. And I was like, I love him. And they were like, okay. And then for four years down the road, I was like, I am the grossest person to even look at him twice. I mean, that's exactly how I feel. Then that's the exact same experience I had, I think. We had very similar experiences. It wasn't never like a, you need to get out of this. It was, yeah. it was a, you need to learn this on your own. For sure. Dude, failure and heartbreak are the best teachers in my life. And it sucks. Why can't you just tell me? Just tell me. Who's and I'll note be it telling down. you? I'm confused. Like, who's telling you this? Anyone can just tell me life, something and I'll believe it. Us. Yeah. But like heartbreak and failure, I've never learned more from it. Or like a bad haircut for the fifth time. Yeah, you like I'm never getting layers again. <laughs> I know that now. <laughs> even if, even if they're internal layers, I don't need them. I don't want them. Don't put layers on my head. And now I know this. I mean, it's a fact that you learn more from failure than success, right? Like that's gotta yes. be written somewhere. I'm sure. I just it is. made it up. It's probably everyone's Actually, senior quote, quote. Can we make that the title of the episode and we quote me on that? It's perfect. <laughs> Thank you. It's too long. Too many characters. No, I, th- I mean, it's true. You learn so much out of heartbreak, which uh, I guess can be, it's not necessarily a failure because you learn so much from it, but it is a failed relationship. It's a lesson. What? Is, here's an interesting question. From a heartbreak, what have you learned the most? Uh, how to be alone and happy. <gasps> I, I love that. I guess that's a weird thing to associate with a breakup, but it is probably what caused a relationship to where I wasn't happy within a relationship. Mm-hmm. So then coming out of it, realizing that you can be happy by yourself. Yeah, I love that. It's the hardest thing to learn. It is the absolute hardest. I think from like my failed relationships and and just like things ending is like I learned how to be there for someone even when I'm hurting, like not to take something and internalize it to where like someone I care about, I can't be there for them. Like, I remember one time I was, like, super salty about something that my boyfriend had done, uh, or he had done something really great, worked on this project, and I was super salty about the actual project so that I didn't go support him during, like, a big party for it. And so I will always remember that and be like, that, I should have just swallowed that and been there for him. Like, that's terrible. So now anything, anytime something is happening and I feel very hurt by it, it's like, what does the other person need out of this? Like, how can I be there for them even if I'm hurt because of it? Do you ever feel like you're doing too much for other people because of that? No. Hmm. I think I've stopped doing that. Like, so there's like a fine line maybe in between? Yeah. I mean, like, listen to yourself for sure. But sometimes you're irrational. When you're really emotional, you can't mm, think straight. So, sure. like, talking to different people about what's going on. And, I, like, a lot of times I open up with, like, am I a bad person because X, Y, and Z. And a lot of times if you have good friends around you, they'll be like, yeah, that's shitty. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Making decisions when you're in a highly emotional state is very uh, convoluted and difficult. But I do think to not to, like um, – well, a counter argument to what you're saying, I think, is that you really should focus on things that make you happy in life. And if going to this party that you're talking about would have made you unhappy, then you shouldn't do it. But here's the thing. It would have made me unhappy to be there because I was still salty, but it would have made everything else better. So like one hour of me being like uncomfortable could be worth 
the whole relationship of not hearing you weren't there for me at this time. It, well, it sounds like you weren't. <laughs> well, it sounds like you weren't vested in the relationship to begin with because it wasn't something that you were happy with. <gasps> so, to not go <laughs> seems like a decision you actively made. It was you an didn't active be decision. There. Yeah, and I, I don't know in this specific situation what would have been the right answer. I don't even think there are really right and wrong answers all the time, but it is important to understand that, uh, in my opinion, to. To know that you're doing things that you want to do because you want to do them, not because other people want you to do them. Yeah. That would be nice. <laughs> Did we help? Our final tip of advice for this girl. I think uh, my honest date? advice would be to have a conversation with her mom and be like, hey, this is who I want to date and I'm going to try and do dating on my own. Uh, I feel really good about where I am in my career path because I'm in college and I don't have a career yet. And when I do, I think that I'm excited about what that will be. And so I'm also excited about dating and this is who I want to date. I like that. Man, honesty really is the answer to everything. And Most communication. Of the time. Most of the time. No, I think it is. That's what I told I think we talked about this before, but like my big New Year's things are uh, activity and honesty. Mm-hmm. But it's emotional honesty, not I don't lie in my life a lot. <laughs> For those listening. <laughs> Everyone's making their own list. <laughs> I like that. Let's help another person in need. How about it? I'm interested. I'm interested. Mexican food. I just gonna like bring you back to that. <laughs> oh my Anytime God, you have peppers to... all over your hands. <laughs> <laughs> you can't wash your hands in peppers. That, again, was the worst moment and the best moment of my life. The text messages I was sending, <laughs> people were, were worried. Phone. You're putting peppers <laughs> on your ear. Your face is peeling off. I hate peppers. And I'll never look at a jalapeno or anything of the family again. I love peppers. Well, it Throw looks them like... Throw my way. <laughs> all the like peppers? This is the yeah, end just... of us even speaking. <laughs> just send me all your peppers. That's Question a message to talk about. Anyway, go ahead. Number two. My boyfriend wanted to plan a surprise party for my birthday, so I found out that he's been texting one of my close friends about it. However, my friend showed me their messages... And they seem extremely flirty. He says that he misses her. And if she doesn't reply, he continues messaging her with new topics. <gasps> I'm not sure what to do and if I should confront him about it. I know it's not cheating, but it doesn't seem like a normal conversation a boyfriend should be having with his significant other's best friend. From checking on cheating. I don't like this. From the get-go, I don't like this. Yeah. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> Me, on the other hand. This guy's a player. <laughs> I don't have, okay, so from the top, have you ever dated someone that had a breast, a breast friend? It's funny you put it friend. that way. <laughs> have you ever dated someone that had a best friend that you were also friends with? Yeah, for sure. But I mean, are we talking about actual friends or are we talking about like I was interested in dating a friend of my girlfriend? No, like ancillary friends. Yeah. I mean, I think you have to be friends with your girlfriend's friends. But do you talk? Okay. So if, Yeah. You do. And if you're planning a surprise party, you should be talking to them through text message. For sure. So everything is checking out. Well, everything except for the messages. <laughs> Here's the, yeah, that's the part that gets iffy. When does it become flirting is my question. What was the thing that she wrote? What was the thing that she wrote in there? I mean, we don't have transcripts. No, but... no, but she wrote something specific. <laughs> what was the, <laughs> oh wait, show me the transcript. <laughs> They're right here. Oh my God. Can you read from this far? No. Okay. He says that he misses her. 
And if she doesn't reply, he continues messaging her with new topics uh, just to keep the conversation going. He wrote, I miss you. Yeah, I guess. But like, and I the, friend, t- the friend did the right thing here and showed her the messages or? Yeah, the friend did. I guess. Is that the right thing to be like, hey, your boyfriend is being flirty? I think it's the right thing. That's crazy to even have to happen. So right? I'm sorry that that happened to you. But yeah, when is it flirting? I miss you. That's flirting? I miss you? I miss a lot of people. You write that to boys? Uh, yesterday, my friend texted me after a long time um, and heard like a podcast that I had done and gave him credit for like he came up with my first name ever, like my first like stage name or whatever you want to call it. Um, what was that name? I'm not going to talk about it. Let's hear it, please. <laughs> okay. Well, Can we guess? Sure. Wait, was this for again? For... It was just like m- for my channel. I want to hear it. What do you think it is? Is it not it anymore? No. But like I ran with it for a couple of years. Oh, I don't know. He made a nickname up for me and then I like branded with it. Oh, man. I don't know. What was it? Just tell me. It was Batunchi. Batunchi? Yeah. Like, like Toonchi. Yeah, like yeah, little yeah. Toonchi because, yeah, yeah. you know, we love Lil Wayne. Yeah. But it was Batunchi. And so like yeah, I. That. <laughs> you ran with that for how long? You said years? I loved it. sure you it, didn't mean weeks? And I still do. Honestly, everyone call me Batunchi. Don't. Um, so I had. I am. <laughs> he had texted me. He was like, I just heard your podcast and like, thanks for the mm. shout out. And I was like, I miss you so much. I can't wait to like, to see you next time you teach a class. I'm there. And that was it. That's not flirting. No, but you hadn't talked in a long time and he was reaching out. That's completely different than having a constant conversation going with someone about a surprise party. I assume the planning takes... Again, weeks, not years. That's true. And then you're saying I miss you within like a two-week time period. That's Yeah. The only acceptable time to say that you miss someone is after how long? Oh, God. <laughs> to make it not flirty. It depends on how good a friend you're. Let's just call it six months. <gasps> no, that's not right. It's not right. And it's not only because <laughs> of the reaction. I six minutes. I miss you. I miss you. I thought of like a specific instance in my head. But I, it's weird. It's Oh, man. It's hard. It's hard like a know. month. I would say yeah, if you month. say I miss you after one month of not talking. After not talking, sure. With no communication. Okay. So we're in this instance, we're saying that that's not the case and that they've just been texting all the time and that he misses you. It's flirty. <sighs> okay. You this don't is, think so? I get, No, it is. Yeah. Okay. I'm just You're trying, nervous for her. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to get into the reality that this is not the reality. That's how I handle problems is I just tell myself to wake up and then I'm in real life and I'm just never waking up. Right. Yeah, I get that about you. But I think in this case, the reality is that he's flirting with her. Yes. I also, I do want to like, age is such an important part of these conversations to me. And I know that people write in anonymously and that's really important. But the age here is like drastic. Like if it's, if it's a young, if these people are young, maybe like, uh, between 15 and 18, mm-hmm. uh, I think a lot of guys just don't know better. And they're like, they like I didn't know. Like I would have text, I miss you. And it could have been like a jokey thing. But then later in life, you learn that you can't do that because you run into situations like this and you learn from them. Yeah. So I don't know that he's actually flirting in a capacity where he actually like wants to be with the friend instead of his girlfriend. But uh, I do think that... Um, he's making a mistake and he'll either learn from it and <laughs> act differently next time or he will not in this. I mean, I, I would hope so. My thing is she knows about the surprise party. So the surprise is already ruined. 
Yeah, that's, that's that's kind of you know what I didn't even think about that part. Like the friend is kind of being w- mean, <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm I'm wondering why what? she's Maybe. showing him before the party, showing her I'm before the party. I'm actually mad at the friend. You know what? Let's be mad at the friend. I am because not only is she like ruining the surprise, but she's kind of rubbing in her friend's face that like her boyfriend likes her. That's Aww. like such a power move. Maybe the friend wants to be with the boyfriend. We'll never know. This is not unheard of. The Uh-oh. situation. No, I'm saying like what you're what you're theorizing here. Like I feel like that could be the actual reality. Like the friend is kind of. I mean, I don't know how good of friends they are, but. I mean, close friends. Either way, this is They're not best friends. Fishy on a couple accounts, but even if they go through the surprise party, it's like she already knows that it's happening, and she's mad. So like, it's gonna be a bust, regardless. It's gonna be a bust. The whole thing's a bust. The boyfriend can't come. <laughs> best friend, she's out. It's just this girl writing What's the in. Party. When is her birthday? Does it say? <laughs> we don't have that information either. Come on down to LA. I'm throwing you a party. I miss you. What's <laughs> if you were to throw a person a party? What are you doing? Tell- we literally just did it downstairs before this, and you're asking me what I would do. You threw that? Uh, I mean, I had a say in it. What part did you have a say in? What does that even mean? Like you throw a party? I didn't throw it. I mean, like we we bought cookies. We. We ambushed Amir when he came out of the bathroom and we sang happy birthday. One of those sounds like not fun. All of it wasn't fun for him. It was fun for us. You were there. I was there and I really appreciated uh, that he danced to the to the song. I've never seen someone celebrate and dance at the same time He's for the song. He's very good them. at handling awkward situations. Yeah, it was great because I would have just stood there. And then it was a show for no one. Yeah. And then he, he's always good at putting the awkwardness back on you, which is like an, an incredible talent to have. <laughs> it's like now I'm awkward for singing happy birthday. Deflecting. And you're dancing to it. I hate that. <laughs> if you were to plan a party for your girlfriend, what would you do? <laughs> <laughs> he just laughs. Uh, Depending on uh, – you don't know, obviously, who, Yeah, what are her what interests? Yeah, but okay, so let's start there. She finds something that she likes, yeah. and then what do you do with it? I throw it away. I go with something completely different. Right, okay. I want to do what I like. We're going to do, I'm thinking. So you're single, right? Our, what? <laughs> you're single? 100%. <laughs> I do what I like, what I like, and I like what I do. <laughs> anyway, this birthday party is going to be go-karting an arcade, I feel like. <laughs> Maybe pizza. Are you eight at a Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> they make adult go-karts. They really do. <laughs> they go fast. They're called scooters. Yo, birds? <laughs> I'm kind of into them. I hated them for so long, and I was like, this is trash on our streets. And then when I was in Paris, I was like, this is too far to walk, and it's freezing. Oh, there's a lime. Wait, hold on. You did it in Paris? I did. Isn't it freezing? It is. That seems worse (laughs) than walking. Would you rather be colder for less time or an elongated period of time being a little bit uncomfortable? Uh, I it's guess like a band-aid. I'm not going to disagree with you, but I'm I'm more concerned. I'm like thinking of my time in New York and like snow and ice on the ground and like what's going to happen to all these scooters and I don't mm. know. This is a, it's it's a giant mess. <laughs> it's a giant. Wait, Those... so you have an account? You did actually did this in Paris. You like you now you have what is it? A lime or a bird? You a did. lime. So you have a lime account. I do. And what did it take? Like you just it was easy. You just sign up online. You just put in your credit card number. <laughs> yeah, and now this you're writing. This is actually our sponsorship part of the podcast uh, by Lime. No, you just you sign up on like Facebook or something and put a uh, connect a card. See, I don't like Facebook. And dude, I hate Facebook. And then you connect a card and they have like a QR code at the very top. So there's like a map that tells you where it is. You go and you put the camera on it and then it registers you until you lock it up. Okay. 
It's like 10, 10 minutes for two bucks. I'm interested. Two euro. <laughs> I'm interested. So anyway, the party. Oh, you do something. It that wouldn't she be likes. a scooter party. Yeah, we would try and do something that uh, is aligned with her interests, mm-hmm. with her friends, and maybe a few of mine. That's good. Yeah, that sounds nice. Hopefully, in an ideal world, we have some of the same friends. That would be good. Scary though, when you break up. Um, not sure. when. <laughs> <laughs> so now you, you can now see you know where we're at. <laughs> Uh, I also don't think I've also been now through a breakup where you can not be enemies afterwards. That's so good. That takes so much time. No, it takes a lot of heartache. Like it means <laughs> that you've gotten back together and broken up several times and you're just tired of the bad part of it. So then you realize this isn't going to work anymore. Right. We can be friends. Yeah. We can have friends. That's like, yeah, coming to terms with it is just like exhausting all the options. Also <laughs> like, having one move out of the city also helps. Oh. Yeah. Do you when you break up, do you just leave? Uh or the other person does, sure. <gasps> that helps. That's my go to move. I run away a lot. Yeah, sure, that helps. <laughs> In every way. But I run away and I, I don't run away from the actual problem, like emotionally. I run away physically so that I can be there emotionally. Like I'll yeah. I'll fly to a different city and then I'll just like bring an empty notebook and fill the whole entire thing up with like this is how I feel and then I'll leave I'll come back and I'll be better I think that's really healthy thank you so much you can cut that out right (laughs) that you gave me a compliment in any way (laughs) okay so for this specific instance it's not cheating but should she have a conversation with her boyfriend and be like yo Melissa just showed me this thing. You said all these weird things. You also send emojis. And that, you, first of all, don't send emojis. Second of all, why are you texting her? Harsh. Huh? Emojis are there for fun. Mm. Everyone's having a good time D- until you say, I miss you. <laughs> I think that she definitely needs to have a conversation with her boyfriend to be like, hey, what's the deal here? Like, is this, uh, is this something that you're interested in? If it is, you should go pursue it because I love my best friend. And oh my we're gosh, all friends. wow. That's very good on you if that's what you want, would do. I don't want you in my life if you're going to be... Oh my God, never mind. No, I don't want I don't want this guy in my life if he's going to be like talking to other girls around, behind my back. Yeah. It's not very good. And she does say it's her best friend. She should definitely say something. But how do you go about doing that? You sit Matt down and then you go, okay, this is weird, but Melissa showed me this thing and I don't know why you miss her. Oh, man, it's such a – the thing is that his reaction is going to be awkward no matter what. Even if – it's not going to be telling of if he likes her or not. It's just going to be like, shoot, now it could be like, this is awkward because now you know about the surprise. Or, shoot, this is awkward because now you know I love your best friend. It's Yikes. Like, and, and you're going to get the same reaction either way, so you're not going to know, which is yeah. tough. That's a really tough place to be. I do agree with you, though. I think you need to say something. But do you, what are you going to do? You're just going to go keep, like, pretend like none of this happens. You're going to walk into your party. You're going to act surprised. You have to. For the party, you have to. For the party. That's a, that's my worst fear. Is to walk into a surprise party that's you already know about? I mean, How's number one is walking to a surprise party. <laughs> yeah, okay. so <laughs> the no, second one is one that I am mad surprised. and I have to act like I'm not okay. Yeah. But I think that, like, I it might be worth a conversation with your best friend, too, to be like, what are you saying that's you know, getting him to keep on saying all this. I mean, I think the friend is doing the right thing about telling her that he's saying that he misses her and just that he's just continuing to do that. So maybe it isn't 
talking to the friend and it's just maybe it's the three of you together or something. I don't know. He's going to feel ambushed regardless. And maybe he should. You know what? He deserves it. I mean, bringing the Break friend, up with him. <laughs> I mean, it's. I don't necessarily disagree. I think bringing in the friend to have a three-way conversation is like, way challenging because what if yeah. they're on the same page and you're not oh and then I'll, no then it's an ambush on you because there's this idea that maybe she likes your boyfriend which i don't think is that crazy like, especially if she's showing the messages it's like it's almost like gloating right that's the part that's kind of weird we'd have to be there to know <laughs> but we need to give her something that she can go away with right now she can't call in we can't talk to her about this <laughs> No, it's 2 a.m. Regis, I would like to call a friend. No, I think that she should uh, not sit on it. She needs to either talk to her friend about concerns she has over her showing her the messages and or have a conversation with her boyfriend. And and or means you could do both or you could do one or the other. <laughs> I think people know what and or means. Is that right? It took me a while. It was me. <laughs> Just me. I'm 34. And that's fine. When's your next surprise party? Have you ever had a surprise party? No. I'm never surprised. I, I don't think, think I, so. Yeah, I think I've always known about it. But I, I don't think I'm someone that would like a surprise party. No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. I'm so not that. That one time I was dating a guy and we went on a cruise and he made an itinerary. Fancy. We didn't leave the boat, but he still made an itinerary for it. For the boat? Yep, for everything we did. All the dinners, all the things we were supposed to do. Aren't they already scheduled? <laughs> no. You have to... Okay, so here's the thing. Sometimes you have to make reservations for some of the dinners if they're not included in the normal dinner. Like, there was a ratatouille one. <laughs> a ratatouille. Where it's a boat filled with rats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone gets scurvy. I, uh, I went on a cruise once. What was that I like? I fell in love. Whoa, like on the dance floor? Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, no, when you're 13 and you can only go to the teen club. Yeah, I literally fell in love with a girl from Missouri. If you're out there. Let's find her. Hey, well, this is before Facebook. And that was it. Do you I remember think... her name? No. And I remember that I had her phone number and that we talked on the phone maybe like once or twice after. But then it was like, what am I doing? I can't do this. What did you talk or uh, what do you remember about her? I just remember falling. I mean, just that I just we remember falling well, so deeply in love. You know when you you know those first couple times you like fall in love where it's like, wow, this is so much fun and exciting and I guess that happens almost every time. But the those first couple times when you're a kid and you don't really know what it is yet. Yeah. That was that was that. Wow. Yeah, it was just like hanging out every day with a friend who also you were into. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a relationship. But that's really what it was, because I didn't know what into meant. Right. Whoa, because a cruise is only, what, like, three days, And generally. I was also not 13. I was uh, 16. I was 31. Yeah, this is last year. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. When you can't even go into, like, the cool bars. I think, no, that was the thing is because I was 16, we were in international waters. You could drink. That's oh. why I was 16. Like, I remember looking at my parents. We're like, you're checking in, right? And they're like, how old are you, son? And I was uh, 16. And they're like, well, and then they look at your parents like, do we want to let him be able to drink on this? Because they like put right. your ID card a certain way if you can or can't. Yeah. And I remember looking at them with like the biggest <laughs> eyes being like, maybe I can. Did and you? My, yeah, of course. My parents are like the nicest, most supportive people in the world. They're like, well, if this is what you want, then sure, you can you can be responsible for that. Wow. It, when you have kids, are you going to... If I what? Whoa. What'd you just say? <laughs> I 
I have to go, honestly. <laughs> uh, if I have kids. If you have kids, are you going to let them like drink a glass of wine at Christmas when, before they're legally ready? You are striking out so hard right now. Kids, then Christmas. Do you know anything about me? <laughs> oh, I mean, we talked about Christmas before. I know you can say the holidays. <laughs> oh, my God. What is, is this 2019? <laughs> the holidays. I'm sorry for offending every person that you are. <laughs> If Starbucks gets it, we can get it. <laughs> so when you have kids, if you have kids, are you going to let them drink before they're 21? I know like some of my friends didn't over drink when they became an adult because they were so used to it all their lives. They're like, oh, it's just a <laughs> glass of wine. It's just that's a beer. That's a crazy concept that yeah. that's what caused that for them. I don't think so at all. Uh, I didn't drink in high school or do drugs whatsoever, and I don't think I overly consume alcohol. <laughs> and at now all. I'm sloshed. Lift <laughs> <laughs> your head up. Spitting on the mic, <laughs> drooling. Honestly, your chair is so wet on your mouth. <laughs> I'm sweating. I'm so nervous. <laughs> I think that uh, I would... I think that having a conversation with your kids about it is really good, uh, to, but I think letting them make their own decisions is important. I would just hope that they understand the impact of their mistakes. They're not going to until they make them, though. Um, I think I think that's like the whole point of having like a sex ed talk, which, by the way, my parents never had with me, which is kind of crazy. I don't think I... What's a sex ed talk? No, like the birds and the bees? You don't know what that is? I mean, I've heard of it. But, but I, I don't. I never got to to <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> Like, I don't think my mom was like, this is what happens. Like, I didn't even really know what a period was until it was happening to me. Oh, Do you know what a period the, is? <laughs> you're, you're flush. There's a lot of talk about periods on this episode. <laughs> I uh, I think that you have, well, what did, I'm trying to remember how it even came up. I The thing about me was, is like, I was such a runt through high school. Like, I, I didn't hit puberty until I was like almost 18. So it, the sex talk wouldn't have even really been helpful. It would have been more... <laughs> Like seriously awkward, I think, <laughs> like what you see in TV. Uh, I, I, because of that though, because I was older, I think I had just had more education around it and yeah. my friends' experience with it rather than my own, and that was kind of translated into my own life. But if my kid was like hitting puberty at twelve and was like six feet tall, I'd be like, whoa, you know, here's how we shave your mustache. Here's how we like, you know, take care of things. Aww. And then also, if you are interested in women, this is how you approach them. And this is what's important to understand around sex because it only takes one time to get pregnant. Because the worst thing you can do is have a teen pregnancy. You heard it here first, folks. First? Is this the first time that people are hearing this? Well, my parents didn't tell me. <laughs> okay, let's rewind a little bit. And you said you would tell them how to approach women. Let's dig into this. No, like what's appropriate. I think there's like a lot of context that's uh, very necessary. Oh, you today. mean like regarding that? I thought you meant just like... Hi. Oh, I was going to teach them some cool moves, maybe some dancing, <laughs> some, some dancing. dad jokes. You're a pretty good dancer. Wow. Coming from you? Batunchi? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'll never live down for that. I, I do love dancing. I really appreciate you saying that. <laughs> You're so welcome. This I'm is crying. the most <laughs> now I'm empathetic you've ever been. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Yeah. Marty's back, you guys. Now that Marty is back, we're going to take a break while he gives us another piece of advice you can find on MeganBatoon.com slash podcast, and we'll both be back. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. 
So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And we're back. This is the part of the show where we take to Twitter for a segment we call Tip Jar. I ask for one or two word suggestions. They submit them with hashtag just a tip jar. And then we give one quick tidbit of advice for all of these subjects. Okay? Sounds intense. It honestly is. So strap in. I'm ready. Does that chair have a seatbelt? No, it's a, it's just a leather chair. <laughs> you know what's a leather chair with a seatbelt? A car chair. First class, <laughs> oh, baby. God. We went different places, but they both had seatbelts. <laughs> so I was wrong either way. I guess coach and economy and comfort plus all are leather chairs. But... First class, baby. <laughs> okay. There's no other way. Here we go. Quick tip on tattoos. Whoa. Do you have one? I do. A good tip, not a tattoo. We know you have a tattoo. I have a good tattoo. <laughs> Marty, what's your tattoo? It sounds like you want me to ask about it. It's a rose. <laughs> it's for Portland, where I grew up. The Rose Port City. The Rose City. Yeah. There's more tragic definition to it too, but we'll just oh, stick with that. Oh, sad. Yeah. Honestly, almost all of mine have a twofold definition. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's like the public one, and then there's the internal one. Oh. So this is my first tattoo, and I got it on my 31st. 30. Wow. You're still drunk from it. I am so. Yeah, I'm dying. <laughs> I uh, I got it on my 34th birthday in Mexico City when I was there with Jake and Amir. What? How? Like, tell us. What the experience of getting a tattoo is for the people that are listening that don't have one. And because it was your first time, were you scared? Did you like bring snacks? Did you take Advil? Like what was the whole snacks. thing? Snacks. I bring oh, a you're snack. you're adorable. I bring a snack, you guys. Snacks. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> I bring snacks everywhere. I bring a snack. First class, you got to bring snacks. <laughs> <laughs> I usually bring water, Advil, and almonds. Or like a chocolate bar. So your snack is almonds. Mm. Uh, yeah. Depending on how healthy I am. Because I have a, I'm notorious for fainting. Even when someone's like just talking about getting their blood drawn or something, like I can't handle it. It feels like my heart is eating itself. Oh, so you're talking about specifically when it comes to tattoos? No. Anytime there's any talk about blood or knives or knives drawing blood, like, you know, all of it. <laughs> Knives drawing blood. <laughs> you ever seen Game of Thrones? <laughs> yeah, <that's>, Me neither. <laughs> these swords, I think. That's a knife? 
That's an archaic knife. This is a fun conversation. Sword is Is an archaic knife. Is a sword a knife? It is. Absolutely not. What? Yeah. A knife is something you use to cut food. No. A sword is something you use to cut humans. No. I disagree. Settled. (laughs) On what? (laughs) My opinion. A sword is a knife. Agree with me. (laughs) That's how I talk to people. (laughs) Uh, I don't agree with you. Are you kidding me? I'm going to look this up. It is a knife. What do you mean you're going to look it up? The internet's going to tell you one thing. The internet's going to tell you something else. That is true. If you you can find anything on the internet that wants that that will tell you what you want to hear. Yes, you can manifest anything on the internet. <laughs> it's true because you can create the internet. That's the best part about the internet. I think a knife is a sword. The internet says a knife is a sword. I'm uh, right. You're wrong. I'm big. Well, you're small. Hold on. Small, you're now you're There's saying, nothing you can do about it. Now you're saying a knife Name is a movie. sword <laughs> instead of a sword is a knife. Oh, so yeah. I don't even know if you know. Because a square is a rectangle, but a rectangle is not a square. That's absolutely correct. Thank you. (laughs) Glad I won this argument. A sword is a knife. A knife is not necessarily a sword. I think you could cut food with a sword, so maybe sure. Why is it all about food for you? (laughs) Well, because that's what you use a knife for. You can also use a knife to shank someone. I'm trying to establish the fact that I'm right. Okay. And to do that, I have to use what I said. If you just open As your ears fa- and listen yeah, to me. Yeah, that's correct. Anyway, so hashtag just a tip jar yeah. tattoo. On the tattoo. The whole hashtag is not the whole thing. Right, of course. <laughs> I get that. I know how Twitter works. Do you? I have an account. <laughs> that I have means several you... <laughs> followers. <laughs> it sounds like you've never logged on to a computer before. <laughs> well, that's something you can get through in the internet. Is a computer? <laughs> yes. Great. Actually, yeah. I postmated a couple laptops. <laughs> you have. I know that for a fact. Okay. You even postmated one here for some reason. <laughs> no. That was just a show off. <laughs> I postmated the same one. Oh, did that show up downtown? That's so funny. <laughs> I could have swore I had that shipped to Chicago for my trip. <laughs> In first class with my seatbelt and my snacks. Okay. Oh, it's not funny when it's real. <laughs> Quick tip on tattoos. Give it to the people. I, uh, I'm i really glad. Like, I feel <laughs> this is such a personal thing, but like, I'm really glad that I waited to get one as long as I did because now I feel like anything I do at this point in my life is uh, in, a, in a really weird way less permanent because my life is so established. Like, uh, who knows what happens with the rest of my life? Like, I'm very happy with where I am. Mm-hmm. So I don't fear anything anymore or as much as I used to. <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Fearless. Well, like when you're a kid, you don't want to die. Like, that's crazy. But like now it's like, hey, I had a pretty good life. So if something happens, you know, at least I can look back on it and say like, I've been successful. Like I really like what I do and I've had a really f- good time and had a lot of fun. Anyway, that's all translated into a tattoo in the sense that like all that was coming from my experience from Portland and loving where I grew up and loving my family and all this stuff. So I put that into a rose and mm. put that onto my arm. And the actual experience of getting it was like, let's just say it's the two hours before and then the two hours after you go from the scariest mm-hmm. place in your life to like the most exhilarating place in your life. Yeah, There really isn't a time that I felt so uh, changed in a four hour time period because you you're so have you ever been broken up with 
Yeah, but you don't know two hours. If you're getting broken up with, you don't know the two hours before where you have to like be nervous. I guess sometimes it was like, oh, we need to have a talk. Like, right, yeah, unless, unless you're breaking up with someone. But then you're then sad you know. afterwards because he doesn't want through a breakup. But like a tattoo, yeah. especially your first one. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, what am I doing? Am I doing the right thing? Am I going to mess up? Like you don't know the artist because you've never worked with them before. Yeah. Uh, so I was super nervous. I went in there with a concept that was much different than what I got. Oh, really? Uh, yes. And I'm so happy that I... Like I was super nervous about what was drawn on the paper. I was like, "This is nothing like what I wanted." It's so much bigger. And then I was like, oh, yeah. oh, "Okay, this is ex- this." Now that I've lived with it, I'm like, "I couldn't. I wouldn't want it any other way." Wait. So when they put it on with the ink before they even went in with the needle, you were like, "This is too big." No, she, uh, my artist, this woman in Mexico City, uh, Diana Felix is her name. She's great. Um, she drew the flower off of a concept that I liked on somebody else's art Mm -hmm. and then sized it on the printer paper. Like she printed it out in probably five different sizes. Mm -hmm. And I was immediately drawn to the smallest one because I was like even bigger than the one that I had shown her. And she was like, well, if I can make my recommendation, I think we should go up a size (gasps) from here. And I said, okay. You didn't ask why? Well, she said the, the, the line work was really gonna be very difficult on the very small size. Mm. But that she felt comfortable in the one up from here. Mm. And so I obviously didn't have any experience in it. So I was like, I trust you. You have tons of experience. uh, And I'm glad I did. That's good. I have the same experience for my first tattoo, which was text. And the guy said that he couldn't do it because it was too small. But I wanted it really small. And I hate that it's big. You hate that it's small. Oh, no, because hate- we had to size up because he couldn't do it. Single needle didn't exist back then. And so he couldn't do something tiny. Now I feel like in my arms, I've got like tiniest things of like anyone I've ever seen. But like back then I was 18 that didn't exist. Right. So you're saying you were bummed that he talked you into going bigger. That's right. See, that, yeah. Different experiences, but I see what you're saying. Yeah, now. but I can never see it. It's on my shoulders. That's fine. It's fine. <laughs> my, so your tip is wait until you know exactly what you want. Um, I think. Well, it's hard for me to – I think tattoos are so personal. Mm-hmm. I think that people that get them when they're really young have a very similar story to what you're telling. Mm-hmm. So I guess the advice is that I don't regret it because I've sat on it for a while and maybe that's a good thing to do. I like that. Mine is snacks. <laughs> Bring snacks. But also I think now I only get tattoos when I travel. So like if I go overseas, I'm like, let me get like a tiny – since I have so many small ones, it's like let me get a tiny thing that I can remember – that I came here, like instead of getting a souvenir, I get like a tiny little single needle tattoo. I think it's very cool. I think it's fun that I also got mine traveling, but I didn't ever put it into the context of like, I need to do it when I'm traveling. It's right. Just, that was just the opportunity and I felt, I was ready to go. I felt so compelled to it. Yeah. You know what? Actually, I was with Jake and Amir and uh, I think having Jake around who had had tattoos and having him come with me and like yeah. kind of be like, yeah, I think this is good. You're like, you'll be okay. And having like one other person's buy-in was uh, extremely comforting and helpful in the process. So In every process, having one more person go, this is the right idea. Yeah. Especially when marking yourself permanently. <laughs> yeah. For the rest of your life. Especially the guy who is now getting tattoos removed. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, if anybody knows what not to do. Totally. Right. Oh, man. Do you have a quick tip on camping? Oh, wow. Uh, I grew up doing it so much, like an, an insane amount. My family was super outdoorsy. Uh, I had like a quintessential perfect childhood, basically. But uh, my... <laughs> yeah, must be nice. My, my advice is uh, definitely to um, be prepared. In which ways? 
like have the right equipment and know what you're doing and uh, don't just go out there all willy-nilly because it can be dangerous if you do that. And What's the right way to camp? Like what are five things that you must have when you're camping? Sleeping bag, tent, pad. Pad? Water and food. What's a pad? For under your sleeping bag so you can sleep comfortably because sleep is important. Okay. See, I didn't know that. I knew a sleeping bag. I knew tent. Pad is interesting. Yeah, like a sleeping pad. Is there anything it else? It keeps you warmer because you're like off the ground a little bit. Mm. Well, yeah, food and water. Well, those are the, givens. Those are five things. I nailed it perfectly. <laughs> okay, fine. My tip for camping is uh, don't do it if you don't have to. Wow. We have a camping fan on our hands. I've honestly never been camping, I don't think. Oh, that's good that you're negative about it then. That's I don't, well, I mean, I think I've like. A lot of things. I think I've maybe been once. But like, it was like. Why are you doing this? Like we have the outdoors, but we can always see the outdoors. Fine, fine. I'll go camping. Where are we going? (laughs) Are you asking me? (laughs) No, I'm telling you. (laughs) I I honestly haven't been in a long time, and I think that it's this is the way life works, right? Like whatever you get in your childhood, a lot of the times you do the opposite in your adult life, and that's just because you're seeking new experiences. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I haven't done a ton of camping as an adult. Fine, I will go. What's the one thing that I need to do when camping? Oh, bring a tent, a sleeping bag, <laughs> a pad. Okay. Food and water. Okay, great. Done. Done deal. Do get you have a, a get a tattoo while you're out there? Ooh. That's fun. With a little stick? Poke and needle. Or is that what it's called? Poke and what is it? Stick, stick and, and poke. And, nailed it. <laughs> needle. Okay, so do you have a quick tip on coffee or tea? Mm. Anything of the sort. You know what? It's funny. My advice is similar to tattoos, which is like I I would say that it is something that I got into as an adult and I'm glad I waited until I was older to start doing it because it can be addicting and uh, <gasps> I think it's probably not a great thing for children to get into. <laughs> it is addicting and I didn't really realize that until I was having three lattes a day overseas and now I'm at two and I'm dying if I don't have two. Yeah. It's, and I was only there for like six days. Yeah. My mom was a big coffee drinker growing up and she's like transitioned to decaf and that was like a really critical thing for her. Not that that has to be for you, but that's just something that I saw and so like kind of made me worried. <laughs> yeah. I'll look into it. My tip is for those of you making lattes. I just watched a YouTube video the other day because I was doing it wrong. Is um, What can I tell you about this that I thought was the most important is when you're making a latte, keep the little metal canister that you you steam the milk in like flush against the part that froths the milk and keep the little tip right at the top of the milk so that when you're frothing it it's taking like some of the air that's all i know about lattes also be nice to have a latte machine in your house (laughs) also yeah you know what it is you know what go into starbucks you tell them how to make your latte tip at the top against the metal froth it right My other tip. Sure, this is my first coffee, but I know how to do it. (laughs) Is put the espresso in first and then put the milk in after. I didn't really know that. Two days ago, I was trying to make a latte just by like memory, and I did the milk first. And I did the milk in the cup and not in that thing. I did it all wrong. You tried to make it by memory, Mm -hmm. and you forgot how to mix espresso and milk. (laughs) No, I mean, not by memory, by guessing. Like, I didn't know how to make a latte. 50-50 chance. But, I mean, yeah, 50, 50 espresso, 50 milk. Like, that's not even right. <laughs> that's not even the right ratio. Oh, no, this is hard. This is hard. This is hard. And you give advice <laughs> all the time? 
That's right. Weekly. What do you have for horror movies? Ugh, I hate horror movies, but I I will say that I did watch A Quiet Place and I did like it. Um, Emily Blunt is like my hero. <gasps> Um, so are you John Krasinski? I'm sure he says that all the time. Too. I know. I like. I love him. I actually, I think I'm more of um, a Tom Cruise fan in her in that one movie. It's like my favorite movie. What is it? Edge of Tomorrow? Anyway, Emily Blunt's great. So I watched that movie and I liked it. So maybe I'm. Is that horror? I don't know if that's horror. I've never seen it. It's a scary movie, but it's not. I don't know what horror is anymore. I don't. I'm traditionally not into horror films. Yeah, same. I don't like anything horrific. Oh, I thought you were, were going to stop after anything. <laughs> That's also true. <laughs> My tip on horror movies is if you're watching it with other people, which you should be, don't watch a horror movie by yourself unless you're crazy. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure a lot of people do that, but I could never do that. My thing is I um, cover my eyes and then I look at their face. So I ended up watching the movie through their face and I like it just as much. That's a good. That's actually a really good piece of advice. I uh, Is anything scary horror? Um, like, no. Like, I get freaked out watching True Detective. I was watching that, and I was like, this is scary. Is this horror? <laughs> is this horror? And I was like, this is how little I know about Hollywood. <laughs> and I live so here. So many here. points in my day-to-day life, I ask myself, is this horror? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, a lot. We're both there. I wonder if it is. It's not. That's like a, a drama, right? True scary, Detective is a drama? Are scary movies horror movies? Uh, I or would it, say, yeah. Is anything scary? Oh, like, any form of... I'm talking about TV or film, but... Is it if it's scary? Is it horror? I don't know. Does anyone care? I s- there are a lot of people that care. We really? have a lot of podcasts about this. Oh, yeah. Maybe like... I should tune in to find out. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I I don't have a lot of experience with it because I, I'm scared of it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about something you're not scared of, like chips. <laughs> Unless <laughs> am I the exact opposite. Honestly, is that, did somebody hashtag chips? <laughs> yeah, chips is one. But you know what is scary about chips? Sometimes when you eat like a tortilla chip and you get like a very sharp, like equilateral triangle that's like lodged into either equilateral. Tri- I would love to see you draw an equilateral. Triangle. Are you kidding me? I'll give you this right now. Okay, that was more of an acute one. Hold on, <laughs> that is so equilateral. All right, good. But chip <laughs> chunks don't ever break off perfectly. Um, they do when they're in my teeth. <laughs> it is so sharp and pointy. Nightmare. Yeah, truly. It's stuck in my gums or it's like scraping down your throat. You yeah. ever had that happen? Yeah, but I love chips so much they can do no wrong. <laughs> and I love being hurt. <laughs> yeah. So it's a cocktail. <laughs> yeah, for... this is, chips are all good for me. <laughs> What's your the best chip that you can give a tip on? Tell people what the best chip is so they can go get it. Oh, uh, Juanitas. Have you ever had that brand? No, but why'd you say it like that? Juanitas? (laughs) You've never exhaled more. (laughs) You know I'm fluent in Spanish. You are. Yeah, that's right. I know. I'm very talented. Okay. Uh, I think it might be a brand that only exists maybe in the Northwest, now that I think about it. But when I'm at home, I always get it. It's in a a clear. It's in a clear plastic bag. And it's called Juanitas. I'm scared. This is horror. <laughs> this is it. Okay. My go-to chip for everyone to try it out is Cape Cod oh, sea salt. This is I see, this is this is how crazy I am about tortilla chips. I was assuming that they were tortilla chips. Well, you, oh, you think every chip is a tortilla chip? I in my mind, I literally you said chips, and this is totally fair to you, but I was I was hundred percent thinking tortilla chips. That's how much I love tortilla chips. And Juanitas is the best tortilla chip. <laughs> <laughs> They're light, crispy, extra salty. 
They're everything I ever wanted in a tortilla chip. Oh my God, I can't believe we were talking about chips. <laughs> it sounds like all you wanted to do was talk about chips. I really, did you not know that they're like my favorite thing? I, I do now. Up, yeah, curveball. I'll never forget. Is it the clear plastic that has like the red on it too? Yeah. I don't know if I've ever had that. You just described it perfectly. Oh, well then maybe I have. <laughs> okay. Is it the one that says Juanita's on it and it has a red <laughs> bar at the top and it's clear in the middle? Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know. Then you're eating the right thing. Right. Do you have a tip on living with roommates? Oh, uh, yeah. Do it early in life and don't do it yeah. later in life. That's good. Yeah, what the age cutoff is is really dependent on you and your financial situation. Mm -hmm. But I'm all for it growing up. It's, it provides a lot of learning experiences. also provides a lot of friendships. Yeah, totally. But then later in life, you got to do your own thing and you got to mature on your own. Yeah, but then when you get married, you have another roommate. Potentially, yes. What do you mean potentially? Are you going to uh, not live with your person? No, I think you potentially you have to, yeah. <laughs> Stop saying potentially. Well, potentially you never get married. <laughs> Okay. Uh, my tip on roommates is keep the respect there. Respect your stuff. Respect theirs. Respect their time. Respect the space. God, that's such good advice. I just whatever. What's the next one? <laughs> Let's plow through these because everything I say is not good. <laughs> I hate being out dull. Oh my god, should I start? <laughs> Maybe so I can think about it longer. That's nice. Okay, cool. Here goes the next one. The quick tip on fruit and salads for me. I think don't have any fruit in a salad besides if you're eating a Chinese salad, you can have tangerines. Or if you're having any other fruit, you can have like pomegranate seeds. Other than that, don't put watermelon in it. Don't put strawberries in it. Blueberries, put them on the side. I'll have those later. So you absolutely hated when I ordered the pear and walnut salad at lunch the other day? <laughs> I mean, I wasn't dating it. <laughs> you weren't dating it or you weren't eating, eating it? it. <laughs> you weren't dating my salad? I mean, I was dating it. I wasn't going to eat it, though. It didn't have dates, first of all. Which I are, are hate fruit. dates. Also, fruit is a salad. Fruit salad is a salad. <gasps> That's my advice. Fruit up your salad. Have a fruit salad. <laughs> okay. Is that not good advice? That's great advice. You're right. I should have gone first this whole time. <laughs> just, the longer I think about it, the worse it gets. Uh, the next suggestion is only child, which I don't have experience in besides dating. So I guess my quick tip on um, only children would be to have, I guess, grace with like dealing with both of you because like coming from someone that has siblings and talking to someone that doesn't, you guys are not on the same page and you don't understand the same things that each other is going through. So just like, I guess, like try to understand where they're coming from more than thinking everyone has the same experiences as you. My best friend uh, is an only child and my advice is to have patience because they don't have any. That's kind of my advice. Yeah. Cool. I just said it better. <laughs> we can all agree I said it better. <laughs> we can all agree we said it better. You said it better. It was also we? because- No, I, that I, let's, Marty. <laughs> Marty, you said it better, but I also said it first. Right. But that's what the second person gets to do is they just get to take that and then make it better. That's kind of how it works. Yeah. What's more important, being the first or being the best? Ooh, well, first place is the best. In timing. Um, Being the best. But then what about like creating the light bulb? It's only the first one only mattered. It's not the best light bulb. But the best light bulb now is not the first one, right? Like it was exactly. an LED light bulb. So I, I would say sometimes the first is better. Mm, but it's not in this case, the light bulb. 
like an LED, like an LED light bulb is better than the original light. Yeah, bulb. it's totally better. But what's more important is the first light bulb. Because it provided light, and we didn't have light before. Exactly. Well, in the form of electricity. Who made the LED light bulb? Uh, Thomas Edison. No, that's wrong. Bummer. Who made the regular light bulb? Thomas Edison. That's right. I knew it. So I guess we'll never know because in different aspects, better is more important than who was the first. I mean, in in all in practice, better is better. Definitely. That's the word. <laughs> okay. I got it. Someone has a joke like that that is absolutely hilarious. It's I don't know which comedian it is, and this is like so bad of me to not know. I think it's like a I think it's Nick Thune. He has a joke that's like, uh, enough is enough. It's the same word. And I die yeah. every time. Yeah, yeah. That's good. It's really good. Okay, let's end on this one. You can go any way that you want this one. Quick tip on cities or suburbs. Either or. Oh, man. I could talk on this one for hours. This <gasps> is like, in my opinion, this is a big part of what's happening in our country right now. Whoa. As a whole. Here we it's go. Like, uh, there's this brain drain to the cities leaving a lot of uh, unemployment and education problems in our suburbs and middle of America, which is causing a huge divide in the equality gap and then the pay gap and all this stuff, which is uh, a reason why we're having so many problems. One of the reasons. <laughs> One of the reasons, yeah. So city versus suburb, I mean, I've always lived in big cities. Um, What's a, a good tip on living in a big city? Oh. Like, uh, li do one... On New York, because that I could never live there. You never, you never lived there, right? I never have, but I could. I think I could only last maybe like one month max. Like I probably will start living there for one month at a time, but like not more than that. It's funny. I, I so I lived there for eight years. My I moved there after college, and I was like, oh, I'll be here for two to four years, and I'm gonna move back home to Portland. And th that is when you're when you're younger and you don't know, you can never plan your future, right? Like my career was very heavily focused in New York. Uh, living in New York is um, terrible and rewarding all at the same time. It's kind of a, the craziest mix of everything that you'll ever encounter and it's super intoxicating and that's why I was there mm. for eight years and I looked back and I was like, holy cow, it feels like I moved here yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I lived there for all of my 20s. It was a great place to be for your 20s. It's super active. You're never bored. You're never going to not have something to do if you want it. Totally. Uh, and then I think surviving it is all about um i don't even know how i survived yeah <laughs> like i don't even like, you like wake up one day and you're like oh sh i've been here for eight years what happened yeah <laughs> i need to move somewhere sunnier this the cold <laughs> sucks um what is a tip for surviving new york it's it's to have fun because that's what it's designed for yeah feed it's like buy into the system that's my advice Ooh. That's good for everything. Buy yeah. into every system. Yeah. Especially in New York. Because it can be. It is a lot of fun. And it can be. And if you do it right, you will feel like you've left nothing behind. Ooh. Yeah. That's nice. What's my tip for a city or... I'll do suburbs since you did city. Which I don't know if I've ever been in a suburb, though, because like even in Florida, I was living in Orlando. You were in like downtown Orlando? I mean... I guess it was a smaller little town than Orlando. Yeah, it's like it's like a it is a suburb. My tip for living there is oh gosh. I mean take advantage of the cost of living. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah. But also 
are there opportunities to take advantage of the cost of living when you live in a suburb? It's like very all relative, right? Yeah. I mean, like rent is much lower if you're in a suburb than if you were in a city. Yeah, so, but then what's your job? It's yeah, pays I guess much you're right. lower. This is all part of this. This is the issue. This is the issue. I don't know what my tip is. I'll do a city tip. <laughs> my city tip is to never eat at the same place twice if you're visiting a new city. I'll say that. It's really good. Thank you. That's the last tip jar we have. I eat at the same restaurant in New York every day. What restaurant is no, it? I'm kidding. W- let's talk about. I'll, but there is one that I frequented heavily, and it was called Bear Burger. I've never had that. It's not a restaurant. It's like I mean, it is. You go in, you sit down. Um, but it's a. It, <laughs> it was ham. It was like hamburgers, but they made it in like eight different kinds of meat, and it was organic. Whoa. Yeah, so you could get like a buffalo burger, an elk burger. Is it still there? Yeah, I think they have uh, several locations. It, it wound up becoming very much a chain, but the first one was over by my apartment in the East Village, I think. Ooh. There was a – I'll leave on this recommendation of a New York restaurant. It's called Freedman's? Freeman's, I think. It's in a little alley where you wouldn't know it was there unless you were, like, going there. You would, like, never pass this little alley. I forget what – I think it's called Freeman Alley. In the Lower East Side, maybe? Somewhere there. You're at Hogwarts. This is like how you get to <laughs> yeah. Harry Potter. That's right. Find it this on a map. This is how you get to Harry Potter. This is how you get to Harry Potter. Yeah. Well, Wait, Freedman's. Just this because I don't ever want this to end. Not and I know Freedmans. you keep trying to close it out. <laughs> I know. But Freedman's, I want to talk about this because it's important to me and it all ties back to Taco Bell. Oh, Freedman's is a place on Sunset here in LA that makes a Crunchwrap Supreme with pastrami. Oh, yeah, that's a it's like a Jewish deli. I've been there once. So I didn't know this. And I searched Taco Bell on Uber Eats the other day and it popped up with the Crunchwraps. Maybe I was searching Crunchwrap Supreme, which is even (laughs) something else I need to identify about myself. But anyway, this this one with pastrami pop and I ordered it, duh, with like matzo ball soup. And it was delicious. (laughs) Did you know you weren't? Ordering from Taco Bell? You must have uh, when you're I was, it was a bit of a ruse on their part, to be honest. <laughs> but I was I was very delighted. It was good? Yeah, it was really good. Really good. Have yeah. you been there in person? To Taco Bell? No. To Friedman's? Yes. I have not. And I, it's funny because it's like in a location I must drive by a hundred times it's a year. It's in a strip mall. You would, you would walk right by it if you didn't know it was there. <laughs> like everything else in my life, I guess. It's that one by the pizza place? <laughs> okay, I don't know. Uh, all right. <laughs> anyway... Anyway, get Taco Bell. Get Friedman's, the Crunchwrap Supreme, if you're in L.A. Anyway, okay, cool. Okay, cool. Marnie, thank you for your time and also your wisdom. (laughs) Sure, thank you. (laughs) Where can people find you on the internet? Ooh, you can definitely find me on Instagram, at KidMarty. But please check out all of our great podcasts, including yours, Megan, on HeadGum.com. Check out all of the shows. How many shows do you have? Oh, God. I think we have like about 30 right now. So everybody, clear your phones out. Get ready for 30 show downloads. <laughs> every week. Is it every week? Maybe. Is what every are, week? All is podcasts? your show every week? Mine is. Are all shows every week? Most of our shows are weekly, yeah. That's really nice. All right. Download all of them. <laughs> if you have a sticky situation or a burning concern, email us at justatipshow at gmail.com and be sure to sign off sleepless in Seattle style so we don't out your true persona. Double points if you mention your age because that helps us help you in the end. Also, also, rate us five stars because life is hard. And what will remedy that? Five stars on Apple Podcasts. Bye. Bye.
That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>